0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan, and as always, Ben is beside me on this wonderful oak, or is it walnut? I guess it's up to your imagination. Wonderful recording table that's 800 miles long. It's great to be with you. Ben, episode 52, coming to our listeners' ears right now. We're talking about all about Halloween. Not necessarily all about Halloween, but a little bit. Gosh, I am having the worst time today. A little bit about its origins into the modern day American Halloween as well as some controversies and we're going to finish up with some fun Halloween fast facts for you.
1: Ben how you doing man? Maybe you can talk a little bit better than me. Probably not you know we had a heck of a time just getting started technical problems here and there and it seems like it's kind of carrying over into the show a little bit. (laughs)
0: It took me, what, three tries to get a good intro going? Even then, it wasn't necessarily good.
1: (laughs) I thought they were funny. We should have left them, but no, we had to start over.
0: Well, you know, we got to sound good in the beginning or else we just lose people's interest. Well, I guess if they're here with us 52 episodes later, they know who we are and how we are. So they're they're obviously okay with how
1: things are brought. (laughs) If they haven't lost interest by now, I think we got them for the long haul. I, th- I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Episode 52, all
0: about Halloween, coming to you guys. But before we get started, we mentioned a little bit last week, um, but it has become official. It's officially official that we are working with Real Big Stitch once again, one of our longtime listeners, Emily, out in California. So check it out if you guys are looking for the perfect holiday gift or you need a new hat or scarf for yourself this winter season. Check out Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch on Etsy. That's Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch. That's R-E-E-L, Big Stitch, and she's out there on Etsy. Since opening in 2014, our good friend Emily has produced a variety of knit beanies, scarves, pet accessories, household items, and even patterns So you can even craft your own knitwear. Everything in her shop is completely handmade by her and she accepts custom orders if you have something specific in mind. So from now until December 31st, 2018, right before we roll over into the next year, our listeners will receive 10% off your total purchase of gifts for yourself, friends, family, whoever, when you use code NOSTALGIA18 at checkout. That's code NOSTALGIA18 at checkout and nostalgia is completely capitalized no space again nostalgia 18 and no spaces nostalgia 18 at checkout that's n-o-s-t-a-l-g-i-a 18 all capitalized no spaces at checkout for real big stitch cozy knits on etsy we'll post a show link um or her shop link on our uh, show notes as well from now until december 31st check it out she makes great great products she's a very good friend of ours um and a longtime supporter, so it's great to have her back and supporting her as well. So I would definitely look into it. They have she has got great, great products. Anything else, Ben? Before we dive into Halloween?
1: Nope, I got nothing. I think uh, when you <laughs> there's a really big build up for that. Nope, I know, right? <laughs> Just like Ollie and Family
0: Guy. It's raining sideways. <laughs> Who wants this dog? All right, man. Well, why don't you kick us off with the origins of Halloween? Also, happy Halloween to everyone out there. Hopefully, you're listening to this uh, the day we release it or nearby. You can't listen to it before we release it. I was like, well, we can still wish you a happy birthday, but (laughs) crap. (laughs) Just take it. Just take it. Take the show, please. All
1: right. Without further ado. (laughs) (laughs) So, Halloween... um originally came about uh with the ancient Celtic festival of Sowen, uh when people would light bonfires, wear costumes, that sort of thing to ward off ghosts roughly two thousand years ago. In the eighth century Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor all saints, which soon thereafter All Saints Day became uh excuse me, incorporated some of the traditions of the Sowan. Um the evening. Bef- I, I apologize, I did not write that very well for anybody to understand. <laughs> That's alright, I was kind of paraphrasing at the same time, so it was kind okay. of a mixture between, you know, uh, hard to read and my brain, you know, my mouth running faster than my brain. Uh, right. <laughs> so... Um, all right, All Saints Day. Uh, the evening before this uh, was known as All Hallows Eve, and then subsequently Halloween. Uh, over time, Halloween evolved into a day, a full day of activities um, like trick or treating that we have now, uh, carving jack o' lanterns out of pumpkins, festive gatherings, uh, wearing costumes, and of course, eating of candy. Um, because that is the uh, the main point. We gotta ha- we better have that in bold. Because that is the main point of Halloween is candy, candy, candy.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, the cool thing about when we have kids in the future is that we get all the good candy because they can't eat it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. Well, especially early on, they don't know what's good and what's not. So it's like, oh yeah, here, <laughs> yeah you can have the true. you can have the candy corn. All the I'll give you all the good stuff, and I'm raking in the. The Snickers bars and the Twizzlers. (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, so originally this was, well, it still is, but it had a greater focus on the end of summer and the harvest, um, as well as the beginning of the dark, cold wintertime. Um, which at this time was a time of year that was often associated with human death. Um, around this time... Emphasis on death. <laughs> you like, human death. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to paint a a audio picture to the listeners. You're, you're, ru- well, you're, you're ruining my you vibe. You
0: know Bob Ross over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happy little death right over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so around this time of year uh, the Celts believed the line between uh, that divided the living and the dead became blurred and that October 31st was the the very peak um, peak time that ghosts could walk among the living and this is I mean you still hear you really don't hear this stuff too much recently. Mainly, you really only hear it when you're learning about Halloween. It's not really, it's not really part of the holiday anymore. Um, right. You know, I mean, I, I suppose it still is, especially with like uh, more in like Latin culture, that sort of thing. Um, but like the Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead, which is not necessarily on Halloween, but it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same idea, like along the same lines. Right. Um, it's really the only place that you hear it. Um, but still, once again, in that culture, it's not necessarily associated with Halloween. <clears throat> but
0: all right. right. Yeah. And I mean, we can talk about this more in the future, but a little bit how, you know, when things kind of came over to North America, things started changing. Um, in terms of like beliefs were a lot more varied Mm -hmm. and so commercialization obviously took hold so a lot of like the roots of what halloween was was kind of lost in the transition from
1: continent to continent right and and that's kind of a thing that we see and this is totally off the beaten path of the show here but (laughs) we kind of see that in modern culture Pretty much every holiday is kind of going that trend. Everything is so incredibly commercialized, you know. I mean, of course we have the hallmark holidays, you know, Sweetest Day and Valentine's Day and that sort of thing. Um, but even Christmas, something as as universally accepted as Christmas is. I mean, when do you start see advertisements for either uh, gift shopping or Christmas? Uh, what's the word? Decorations. Yeah, we're seeing that well before even Thanksgiving. Well, you got Christmas in July. Oh, yeah, I- exactly. And, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been seeing in Walmart since, like, last month. They've already got a Christmas decoration section up. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I'm okay, I'm totally getting, I apologize, totally getting off track. But yeah, my no, point was that fine. the <laughs> commercialization of the holidays is, is uh, it's something not limited to Halloween by any means. Right. Right. All right. So why don't you get us back on track and talk about All Saints Day a little bit.
0: Sure. So we talked about the day before All Saints Day um, and kind of going to talk about the connection between the two. So for All Saints Day, um, it was originally made for uh, uh, back in in May, you know, back in the times where All Saints Day was kind of a more popular thing before Halloween came around. So on May 13th, 6... Uh, 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to honor of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established. So Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints and then moved the day to November 1st, which is the day after uh, Halloween. So actually by the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, and this is kind of where it gradually blended on, uh, blended with, and supplemented um, the older Celtic rites. So in 1000 AD, the church would make November 2nd, All Souls Day, a day in honor um, to, to honor the dead. So you kind of see an interesting transition and in acceptance by the Celts, where the Celts kind of had this, the, you know, the Halloween um, or the All Hallows' Eve uh, before All Saints Day, where they're kind of fending off evil spirits um, in in death, and then they move into All Saints Day, where they you know honor um, you know their faith and everything like that, and then the day after that, they almost honor the dead. So it's kind of this transition of um, fending off, you know, accepting the living and promoting the living and, and, and their beliefs and then honoring the dead afterwards. So it's kind of a cool transition um, uh, in the basis of what Halloween is
1: is tied to before and afterwards. Right. And it wasn't necessarily one uh, one idea stepping on the toes of another or drowning out the other. It was, it was pretty much, you know, here's a set of ideas and let's lay another one on top and go with a hybrid of both of them. Right, right. Uh-huh. So, we talked about it a little bit before, but Halloween moving to Colonial America, uh, celebration was more common in the uh, Maryland and Southern colonies due to religious differences. Um, as the beliefs and customs of different ethnic groups meshed, a distinctly American version Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties which were public events held to celebrate the harvest, where neighbors would share stories of the dead, um, tell each other's fortune, uh, dance and sing. And this is this is where we start to move into a more relatable Halloween. Um, still not necessarily what we would think of it as today, but definitely moving in that direction where it was... Um, uh, more of just a, the American look at the holiday. <clears throat> right. It's, it's almost like the colonial
0: American Halloween almost took its own roots in a way, where you know the harvest and the changing of the weather was a huge deal over here, just because we're starting to get established, we're trying to learn um, how the land works, and so Halloween was almost used as a celebration for the terms of food changing and harvesting rather than actual religious roots.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and, and I I think you kind of nailed it with the, uh, just getting established because that sort of stuff is, you know, the, your, your, the future of your society is heavily based on, you know, a successful, um, harvest time. And, you know, it's, that was the downfall of many, uh, cities, or I, I don't know if I should call it cities or villages or what, whatever, any any colonies or groups, you know, and so this is definitely definitely something that should and would be celebrated back then. <clears throat> right. So, in the second half of half of the nineteenth century, America was flooded with new immigrants. Um, these new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally, and. This is, it's any, t- you have anyone that's flooding into a new place just like the Irish did during this time. I mean, it's, you, you kind of come in through a centralized point and they're fanning out all over the place, obviously taking their ideas with them. Um, and it's not very hard to imagine at all how quickly something like this would spread.
0: Right. And, and I think it's, it's kind of interesting how, uh, Halloween was kind of latched on um, to the Irish when they were coming over here escaping the potato famine because you think a lot of times I think of holidays as you know it's almost a graceful time where you know no matter what hardships you're going through you can forget about it Mm -hmm. you can sing you can dance you can talk you can tell stories you can listen to stories eat you know everything kind of goes by the wayside for a little while Um, and I think that really helped you know the Irish kind of one, you know, blend in and, um, kind of feel accepted in a new place, especially after a lot of hardships that obviously they left. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of cool
1: how Halloween really helped that, uh, help that along. Right. And that kind of goes along with the celebration of the harvest as well. Um, because that's a a major reason why they were leaving their homes is because their staple crop of potatoes at the time, their harvest had been terrible, (laughs) And you know, so, so that's definitely super easy to see how coming to a new land and getting ready to start a harvest or, uh, or, uh, looking at harvest as, you know, something to be hopeful about and, or celebrating a good harvest, you know, that's something they may not have seen in a while you know and that's why friends and family had passed away because of bad harvests in the homeland you know it's not very hard to see why people are going to be partying it up right (laughs) right
0: all right transitioning into how Halloween actually transformed into what we know um, it as today, so the development of artifacts and symbols actually associated with Halloween kind of formed over time when you know ethnicities blended, um, and, you know it just became more popularized. So actually, jack-o'-lanterns are traditionally carried by geysers on All Hallows' Eve in order to frighten evil spirits. So that's where jack-o'-lanterns come from, is frightening evil spirits away, um, so everyone can kind of enjoy their time and not have to worry about that. In the beginning, jack-o'-lanterns. Like instead of pumpkins, they were actually turnips. (laughs) And the interesting thing is about how Halloween has changed to what we know it is today is that uh, colonial America, uh, you know, just here in North America, um, pumpkins were a lot more futile and around more often. And so we were able to actually just adopt the pumpkin instead of turnips because for one, they're bigger. And for two, they're actually softer and easier to carve. So you can make bigger creations easier if that makes sense so that's kind of cool how the jack-o'-lanterns kind of came came to be Uh, works of gothic and horror literature such as the novels frankenstein and dracula as well as classic horror films you got halloween frankenstein and the mummy have also formed our modern day view of what halloween is more of uh you know spooky jump scares or just kind of on the edge of your seat biting your nails um kind of shock horror has become halloween rather than based around, again, religion, uh, religion understanding, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just kind of, kind of go along with that. I mean, you talked about Frankenstein and the mummy and Dracula. I mean, those are, those are staples of Halloween costumes. I mean, I don't think anyone's gone through life without going as either one of any one of those, at least once you know right or even like you know those couples costumes where you got frankenstein and <laughs> the bride of frankenstein <laughs> i had to throw that in. absolutely had to throw that in. <laughs> yeah it's along the same lines but not necessarily the same <laughs> <laughs> name was abby something abby right. abby normal
0: <laughs> <laughs> abnormal <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, that movie's amazing. Um, Finishing up this point here. (laughs) Fall blue. Right? Yeah. The horses in the background. (laughs) Right. Imagery often includes themes of death, evil, and mythical creatures. Black, orange, and sometimes purple are Halloween's traditional colors. So... Yeah, I mean, pretty much nails it up right there on the head. Imagery often includes themes of death, evil, and mythical monsters. So, you know, not even necessarily, like, fighting off ghosts anymore. It's just, like,
1: we're giving you frights. We're giving you the horrors. Yeah, it, it wasn't <laughs> so. up, until the, up until, you know, the modern Halloween. It was more centrally focused around spirits and more specifically i guess souls in general both of the living and the dead and now it's not really about that at all it's like you said it's pretty much slasher films and monsters um right and it's so it, it's a looking back on the very origins of halloween it's so incredible it's changed so incredibly much over uh, over the centuries that it, you know it's almost you know it's it's more loosely based on the original on the original ideas um you know not really resembling them by any means right you would have no idea what the original
0: ideas were anyway at at this time of day unless you actually researched it
1: like we did yeah spent an entire 20 minutes Yeah. So i mean if you were trying to explain to someone (laughs) that (laughs) what halloween was all about and you know Someone who had no idea what it was, what it ever was, what it is now. If you're trying to explain to them, like, it would be so confusing. It's like, why are these people acting like nuts for no apparent reason? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving into trick-or-treating a little bit. So trick-or-treating began to be popular in the 1930s. Um, a began as a tradition where kids would move from house to house, asking trick-or-treat. The word trick implies a threat um, to perform mischief on the homeowners or their property if no treat is given. Um, the practice is said to have roots in the medieval practice of mumming, which is closely related to souling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just love it where it's like you, you just say trick-or-treat, but... What are you actually going to do if they don't give you candy?
1: I'm going to throw a rock through your window. <laughs> yeah. It goes from... <laughs> and it's Since you already show up in front of the house, like it's like, oh, I wonder who did it. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, I guess and maybe been, you're even, dressed up, but
0: I don't know. That's true. Even <laughs> when we were going through it, they were saying you ask for candy or even money. I have never...
1: Ask for money during trick or treat. I've never asked for money, but I've got money. Like you, I I remember people going by people's houses, and you know they'd throw like a couple quarters or something in your in your really? bag. Yeah, you never had that happen before.
0: No, oh. I guess I've been deprived.
1: Oh yeah, I remember dumping out the candy at the end of the night, and there'd be like a handful of change collected in there. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, I must the, have
0: went to the big houses then, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, at the time, I would have greatly preferred candy. Because <laughs> yeah, right. pocket change was more or less useless, um, and now we're like, "Give me every penny." <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, I don't need the candy, but I need the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, a popular variant of trick or treating, known as <laughs> as trunk or treating, um, <laughs> or Halloween tailgating, See, I, which sounds super fun. I can just like I.
0: I could just like, I could tell your reaction to something when you like read ahead in the show notes and then you start, like, you pause and then laugh. It's like either Ben thinks it's completely dumb or he's like, man, I wish I could drink a beer and give candy to kids. <laughs> I know.
1: Like, I'm all about this. Because I would right. you know, maybe give candy to the first couple of kids, but it would just turn into me drinking beer and eating said candy, which is what I would right. prefer to be
0: doing in the first place. What would happen is that you and I would just get so smashed that we'd start like dunking candy into people's bags and ripping them and all this other stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'd dump it in there it's like, oh, two people passed. Oh, we're out of candy. Oh. Right. (laughs) Or we'd start confusing the candy and the beer or something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Give them bottle caps instead. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh Halloween costumes are traditionally modeled after supernatural figures such as vampires, monsters, ghosts, skeleton, witches, and devils, as well as pretty much any main character from any sort of pop culture uh, movies. You know, we have Freddy Krueger and Jason, and and those guys, which are all very common, um, and they are. Oh, I'll, I'll say they're newer ideas, newer characters, although they're, um, many of them originating from the eighties, um, which to us is old, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, not really. Um, <clears throat> but over time in the United States, costume selection expanded to include popular characters. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should, this is one time I did not read ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> The co- <laughs> costume selection extended and include popular characters from fiction, celebrities, and generic ar- archetypes such as ninjas and princesses. So, perfect. And the, the good thing is, you can always mix and match. You can be a zombie princess. You can be a zombie a ninja princess. Yeah,
0: a zombie yeah. ninja princess. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. What what has been your favorite costume that you've ever done?
1: Oh, Pee Wee Herman, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an easy one, man.
0: Uh, what about dang, you? I don't even. Um, I was an M&M once, a brown M&M.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that or M&M. A red M&M. <laughs> uh, okay, it was one of the two. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that that was a good one. The brown, know, the, brown like, the, the girl one, I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's something that that I've always had a lot of fun with was Halloween costumes. I'm not a super Halloween guy, but um, we've done it a few times in later years, but everyone's gotten older and has less time to put into it or sometimes can't go. My family used to always have Halloween parties. Um, and uh, when I was young, they were traditionally at, uh, at my Aunt Pam's house. Hi, Aunt Pam. I, th- I believe she is a regular listener. I hope she is. Hey, Aunt um, Pam
0: thanks so much Aunt Pam we love you Aunt <laughs> but,
1: Pam but we used my family used to go so hard in homemade costumes um and so that's something we've always had a huge amount of fun with um I can't <laughs> and of course right as I'm getting to this I can't really think of any of them that I went as besides Pee-wee Herman um, but <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> riveting audio um, right but that's you know it's not i don't think I don't think I've ever bought a costume at a store I think they've all been um, a combination of making things I mean paper moche was huge for us making right he- heads or masks or anything and hitting up goodwill like crazy around Halloween looking for stuff. Right, I'd say Good Goodwill is
0: our go-to. Yeah, if if we if we really spend much on it, it would be like a cheap old man sweater or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly, and 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 so we. I mean, we used to spend weeks before Halloween, you know, building costumes and that sort of thing, and and uh, so that's something that it was some pretty good memories that I have uh, doing that. <clears throat> that's awesome. I love it.
0: Okay, uh, back on track. Do you want to finish it up or? Or...
1: Alright, I'll finish up this section and you'll go head first right into the con- uh, controversies. Yes. So, kind of getting into the haunted attractions. Um, these are starting to become popular right along the same time as trick-or-treating. The first recorded purpose-built haunted attraction was the Orton and Spooner Ghost House. Kind of a ridiculous name. <laughs> um... <laughs> which opened in 1915 in Liphook, England, also a ridiculous name for a town. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> this attraction actually most closely resembles a uh, a carnival carnival funhouse powered by steam because that doesn't seem dangerous at all, um, and it's pretty interesting. That it opened in 1915, and this attraction still exists. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is still. Um, it's still open. Well, yeah, I think it's in like a steam museum. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. It's like,
0: it's not, it's not necessarily running, but it still exists. And I think you can like tour it, I guess. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy haunted attractions, but I will not pay money for them. <laughs> uh, like, like the last time I went, my mom won free tickets on a radio station. So I'm like, okay, I'll go and I enjoy it. I mean, I'm really bad at being scared like I'm easily scared. I think <laughs> you scared the crap out of me back in college
1: I but, don't remember that
0: uh, I usually just hold on to the person who's in front of me and push them ahead <laughs> and call it a day after that but I, I mean I enjoy it
1: yeah you know it's the the haunted attraction stuff is not something that I've ever really been into I think as a kid I might have gone to one or two kind of small kind of things like. You know, like the local college would do one in a... Threw up uh, one of their buildings or the dorm or something like that. You know, nothing over the top. But the thing with me is I hate... I cannot express to you how much I hate being startled. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know, like stuff like creepy things to look at or gore, that sort of stuff. It doesn't bother me one bit. But as soon as there's a jump scare... Like I'm I'm ready to hit somebody. I know you. Yeah. I hate it. Yep. I get I my I feel my, my body my whole body just gets so incredibly angry. It's sometimes when I'm startled, <laughs> it's like the angriest I get in my entire life. It's to a point where it's unreasonable. You know what I mean? So 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 even even when you're startled just in a regular life, like let's say you're
0: sitting down working on something or distracted by something, and I come up and just go like Hur!
1: Like, would you be mad at that? <laughs> um, yeah, probably not. I don't know. I guess it. it yeah, I would. I would not be happy. But <laughs> it's more of like the stupid videos that you know go around where it's oh, you watch the little thing and wait till the end and then bam, <laughs> you know, where the screen okay, flashes okay. or you know that's one of the reasons. That's one of the main reasons I don't like horror movies um i uh, is the ones i don't like the ones that have the jump scares because i jump and then i get angry and now i'm over the movie right. you know You're just sh- shut the dang thing off yeah i'm just done i'm over it <laughs> um and that's a you know i i don't like them for other reasons too because the plot is always terrible and stuff but that's a whole nother story
0: so you so overall i was going to ask you this you don't like horror stories a whole horror movies.
1: No, I tend to like them more if they're like uh the based on a true story kind of stuff, even though it might be like right. loosely based. I like the the more of the factual I don't want to say document doc uh documentary because that's not really I guess no one makes documentaries about um but stuff that's <laughs> like more of stuff, telling a stuff story. like the
0: Conjuring the conjuring and stuff
1: yeah 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 stuff that's that's more telling a story and not necessarily just some monster thing that jumps out and scares you cuz then i right. i just get pissed and i'm over it
0: <laughs> okay, all right. All right, let's move into controversies. we gotta we got to move this show along. Um, okay, so into some contra- controversies about Halloween. Uh, some groups are actually disturbed by the origin of the holiday, as it is a common belief that the um, Samhain Festival was a celebration of a devil-like god of the dead called Samhain. Uh, Most evidence suggests that this is not actually the case. The main documentation for such God comes from uh, material apparently produced by the Catholic Church hundreds of years ago as a means of converting people away from Druidism. So that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, and you know, this is, it's kind of, you think about any of the controversies around Halloween it's kind of stemming from the same the basic same basic premise that one group does not like what Halloween represents to another group, and so mm-hmm. therefore they don't support any of it
0: right. It's um, like they they think it's they think it's evil worship and and right. uh, letting evil spirits and and evil happenings into your life or household right. and.
1: And nowadays, there's less grounds for that argument. I would say. Um, I mean, just looking at it in regards to uh, religion in in society, no matter what religion it is, you know, it's not as uh, not as religion based as it once was, and so you don't really see th- you don't really see this type of argument or controversy as much it still exists but you know it's not like it was back when you know society was more uh pretty much based around the church right right uh we'll keep on moving on
0: so christian groups were also disturbed by rumors that modern day wiccans and druids observe halloween as an occasion to worship satan or other evil forces kind of the same stuff that we've also been uh, talking about. So many Wiccans, uh, modern-day witches, get upset around Halloween because they feel that they are misrepresented by a few Christian spokesmen and the news media. Actually, so people who <laughs> deem themselves as modern-day Wiccans or witches uh, are upset by the way that you know their Halloween um, or their persona is portrayed through Halloween. So they want to separate their religion from the popular notion of witches as evil figures in the league, um, in league with the devil. So you're almost like Sabrina, the teenage witch. What a wonderful show. Um, they say <laughs> oh, that boy. modern witchcraft is based, is based on ancient Wiccan and Druid beliefs that had nothing to do with Satan at all or other figures from Judeo, uh, Christian theology. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, you know what? Obviously, there's a whole bunch of weird things that go on in the world. I mean, there's almost eight billion people in the world, so it's bound to happen that witches are pronounced, self-proclaimed witches or what have you, whatever you want to call, um, you know, that way of belief. Or, there's obviously going to be people out there like that. Um, it's just weird because, like, it's such a small minority. Like, you never see these controversies come to light very often.
1: Yeah, I mean, and when you say you, when you say that, you mean it's almost like never. Like you know, you never see it on news or anything like that. It's you know, the only way you see arguments like that are when you pretty much go looking for arguments like that. Right. You know, like, the, like doing the, show prep for the this show.
0: <laughs> right, or, or or the unbeknownst news person stops a random person on the street and she's like, "I'm a witch, and I cannot stand the way that you portray us."
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know what are the chances that you're gonna cr- come across a Wiccan on the street? You know, I mean, what's the what are the what are the probability? What's the probability of that happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Please stand by while we calculate this. <laughs> All right, our last point in controversy. So more generally, generally, Halloween is controversial because of some parents think it's actually inappropriate or possibly dangerous. Uh, a a holiday for children. So in modern society, children are in some physical danger when they go trick-or-treating because they are walking around neighborhoods in the dark, dark, excuse me, accepting candy from strangers. Um, And the frightening imagery actually surrounding Halloween is also a concern. Uh, Many parents fear that monsters and ghosts are too disturbing for the children, noting that younger trick-or-treaters have a hard time distinguishing between fantasy and reality and may actually become overwhelmed by people in monster costumes around them. So I mean I can obviously I I can see the point especially uh it's just like I don't I don't want to like use that cop out where it's like times are have changed and it's not necessarily the same as it used to be. There's always been danger out there when it comes to strangers. But oh nowadays it's like it's just heightened a little bit more.
1: Yeah, that that aspect as far as danger of children just going out on their own when Especially on a night that nefarious people are know there's a bunch of children out on their own, I right. definitely understand that viewpoint, um, and for the most part, I agree with it. Like it's just it, it would as if I were a parent, it would skeeve me out a little bit if kids were going out by themselves. On to the second point that. uh that children are too frightened by the imagery of Halloween. Uh, I will <laughs> try not to, try to be as inflammatory as possible. Um, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Like, <laughs> I I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I can't wrap uh, my brain around it. Like, get over it. Are you gonna be a little scared? You know, <laughs> what's the worst that's gonna happen to you? i can't i can't formulate i can't formulate a logical sentence in my brain just because i'm trying to think of you know not just calling everybody idiots Um. (laughs) okay
0: all right all right okay uh, i kind of lost that a little bit see i i I lost the mental argument in my brain (laughs) yeah i was about to say i was about to say ben I, i don't know where to take this conversation Uh, Okay, so let's move on to fun (laughs) holiday facts. So here's one. Get this. Get this. $480 million is spent on Halloween costumes for people's pets. Just this year, $480 million for pets' costumes.
1: That's amazing. And that's so far. And we're recording. You know, this information was of maybe a few weeks ago and today right right now is the 30th you know how many people are going out to walmart and buying you know something day of you know that's just as of right now you know right
0: right or like taking their lunch break tomorrow before they go home for trick-or-treat and getting a costume exactly
1: that (laughs) oh my goodness it boggles my mind i would say add costumes for pets
0: i would say add another couple million dollars onto that um Makes your Instagram feed look good, though. Uh, Okay, another Halloween (laughs) fast fact. (laughs) Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. Second highest commercial grossing holiday after Christmas.
1: Wow. You know, it's crazy to think about, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest because you gotta think, I mean, there's stores that specifically open up for Halloween and they close the rest of the year. Right,
0: they have everything from props, masks, wigs, makeup, anything.
1: Yeah, anything. what other holiday? I can't think of any other holiday that has stores that specifically—that's all they do—is they open up in pretty much October, and they're closed yep. all other eleven months of the year. Right, and, and it's called like
0: Spirit Halloween or something.
1: Yeah, there's several different ones of them, but it's you know it's it's not hard to imagine how Halloween could be the second highest grossing holiday when you have. When there's just the market out there for a store like this. Like, you're raking in enough money to, I mean, obviously keep your store or your uh, business going year-round, you know, in that one month, pretty much. Which is, that's astounding.
0: (laughs) Absolutely insane. All right, man, you take the next one.
1: All right, so next we have the largest pumpkin ever measured was grown by a man named Norm Craven. Uh who broke the world record in 1993 with an 836-pound pumpkin. God. Norm uh, Norm Craven. What's the guy's name in Cheers? Norm. Norm. Yeah, but what's his last name? I don't know. For some reason, Craven is looking pretty familiar here.
0: All right. I mean, did they just take the guy's name and put it in
1: uh i have no cheers? idea you, oh i'm are, are you looking at it <laughs> no i'm not i wasn't looking it up but i just had to say that it's like is that the because that's where i know the name from i mean all obviously right. this yeah, guy's norm,
0: norm peterson Peter, oh my
1: gosh peterson How, okay i'm an idiot okay <laughs> 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 all right why don't you take us away while i just sit okay. here and <laughs> i'll just let you handle that <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Uh, in the in many
0: countries such as France and Australia, uh, this is kind of ironic, given our first uh, first point. Halloween is seen as an unwanted and overly commercialized American influence. Kind of self explanatory, there, huh?
1: Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely understand their viewpoint. Right. <laughs> I get, <laughs>
0: totally totally relatable. Uh, the yeah. Village Halloween Parade in New York City is the largest Halloween parade in the United States. The parade includes fifty thousand participants and draws over two million spectators. That's the village Halloween parade in New York City. To be honest, I have never seen this parade. Nope. (laughs) I've never to be brutally honest, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean like the Thanksgiving Day parade, like the Macy's Day parade. That's something else. But that's insane. Fifty thousand participants, two million spectators.
1: I mean, yeah, Macy's Day Parade is still not something I'm necessarily interested in, but at least I've heard of it. This, I mean, 2 million spectators, it's definitely not anything to joke about. It's huge.
0: Right. But I mean, in the grand scheme of, like, how many people are in the United States, 2 million isn't exactly a lot, but...
1: 2 million in a very, very concentrated area, though. That's true. To watch something specific, that's a heck of a lot.
0: <laughs> that's... <laughs> That is true. That's true. All right, prove me wrong. You always prove me wrong. Um, I try. Okay, so before we end the show, what is your favorite candy?
1: My favorite candy?
0: Yeah. What's your favorite piece of candy?
1: Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, ah, that's a hard question because you know that I am a candy connoisseur. Um it's got to bounce back and forth between Sour Patch Kids, the Extreme Sour Patch Kids, Extreme Sour, and Swedish Fish.
0: <laughs> X-X-Stream, sweetest Fish. Oh, yeah. Not a bad choice. Not looks, a bad choice. I, I'm not a gummy kind of guy. I'm a gummy nope, guy. Yeah. Are you a chocolate yeah, guy? Yeah. Uh, I, I like chocolate. Butterfinger is my top. Absolutely love Butterfinger. Snickers I, is probably next with Reese's.
1: Well, you know, I I like I like chocolate. I like chocolate a lot, and I like candy bars. But I just I don't have. It's like I eat a candy bar, and it's like, oh, that was good. I don't need another. <laughs> right. But if it's like gummy candy, for instance, it's like I can't I can't have one, or else I'm polishing off the whole bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and
0: and, and I th- you're probably one of those guys who are like. <laughs> yeah, they get crazy <laughs> stuck in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for joining Young Nostalgia this week as we continue our journey through retro pop culture as always if you enjoy the show please leave a kind review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen please take a quick three minutes to give us a review if you are liking what you're hearing we appreciate it so much we want you to hear from you guys our listeners as always if you want to know anything about ben and i anything more about our halloween traditions give us an email at youngnostalgia nostalgia 2017 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um, and anything regarding opinions of the show To just how we're doing, we'd love to hear it from you. Give us an email or you can post on our social media accounts. You'll find the links on our Podbean page, youngnostalgia.podbean.com. we got a Facebook and a Twitter. You can find us on out there. um, And uh, give us a follow, give us a like, and don't forget... We are teaming up with Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch. Again, that's Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch, R-E-E-L, Big Stitch. You can find her on Etsy. Emily has been a longtime listener and supporter of the show. She makes hand-crafted, hand-knitted goods, perfect gifts for yourself, significant other, friends, family, anything coming up that you'd really like to show that you care about them. Take a look at her store on Etsy. She does great work. Absolutely love it. She's fantastic. She'll treat you well. Enter code uh, excuse me. Enter code nostalgia all capitalized 18 no spaces. That's N O S T A L G I A all capitalized 18 no spaces at checkout. You'll get 10% off. Ben anything else, big guy?
1: No, I think that was Halloween's always been a super interesting holiday, I would say. Um, I think this show was a lot of fun. I will have to add, though, um, as far as Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch, um, I can only hope that someday in the future on her Etsy site, there's going to be some sort of young nostalgia swag available for purchase. No way.
0: That's a good idea.
1: (laughs) That's bestseller right there. Bestselling ideas.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I love it. Maybe someday we can reach out, and I think that would be great to do that with her. As we always say here on Young Nostalgia. Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll see you next week, and happy Halloween. (laughs) How was that? Evil laugh? (laughs) Talk to you next week.